Summer movie season is coming to a close, which means the explosions and superheroes are going to be taking a break, and we're going to be jumping into some award films. And that's right, folks, coming up on winter, which means Star Wars. But uh, before we get to that, we have to kind of do a recap. We did this way back in episode 15 for the 2016 summer movie season, but uh, now we're going to be doing it for the 2017 what a different summer it was. Here what the best and worst movies of 2017 summer movie season. Episode 40 of the podcast. Cue the music. Welcome, everyone, to the Entertainment Buffet Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Prosek. Don't call her Kwasniewski, Jessica Kwas, everyone. Hey! So we're, re- we're revisiting a, uh, a type of episode we did last year um, with uh, guest Heath Rumble. Um, uh, Shout out, Heath. Yeah, Heath. Um, for a while, what it was up? like one of our most listened to episodes, so we definitely will have to have Ooh. Heath on again. But, yeah, so we, uh, it was funny Wow, like, you're already, like, threatening my position. Like, we'll have to have Heath on again, because he was the most ranked episode. I mean, Heath is great. I could understand he why a, he'd be the highest episode. He was but, eventually like, you toppled. Have to, like, he, ha- for- He's not going to take my spot, though. I, I, <laughs> no, I meant, me, I meant Heath. with us come as, for me. A, as a trio. I know. But, um... I know, he's great. Yeah, so, um, what was so funny was I was... L- Briefly listening to that episode just to kind of, you know, remember the mindset I was in for the 2016 summer movie season. Because let's be honest, folks, 2016 summer was a shitty summer for movies. It was a really bad year and an even worse summer blockbuster. Yeah, like the pretty much the entire podcast, I was telling people how, like, I loved the nice guys and I was so upset that more people didn't go see the nice guys. But like the only other movie I could stand in 2016 during the summer was like Captain America Civil War, which like revisiting it now, like a year later, I see more flaws than I did at the time. But it was a fun theater experience. But yeah, like it, it had a lot of stinkers. It had um, the Ninja Turtles 2, which was very mediocre. Finding Dory, which was very mediocre, Secret Life of Pets, and X-Men Apocalypse, and Suicide Squad. It was just, I kept deeming it, like, this summer of mediocrity, because, like, none of the movies were, like, dog shit, per se. I'm sure there were some, but, like, it was just so not good, but not the worst, but, like, that doesn't mean it's good, you know, (laughs) if that makes any sense. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think... 2016 was a really forgettable year for summer movies. I really, when I think of 2016 summer movies, I really can only think of Apocalypse because that was such a disappointment. <laughs> I was looking forward to it. I, I thought Oscar Isaac would be such a great villain. I really like Olivia Munn and like all the new additions to the cast. Like that could have been so cool. And like, I really wanted it to be great but you were wrong though there was some dog shit stinkers because we did have independence day too oh see 
See, I just for, I just Ugh. completely forgot it. That's how bad it was. <laughs> it was so bad. That one hurt. Like that one still I hurts because I love the first one so much. The first one's but great. But that's why and I was trying to tell one, everyone. Like, I'm even like, try. usually when they try to do a sequel like 20 years later, like it's not going to be good. It's just not like. Okay, but like the first one is so good. It's like. But it's almost like, just good and, because and, like, it's just 90s. Tr- like it's just <laughs> like. Okay. Maybe, but that speech still that Bill Pullman gives—that's some great writing there. That holds up. Yeah, but but it could just be that I love the '90s. I don't know, but like you're right. So in overall, like it was just not a good summer. Like I can't really think of movies besides the Nice Guys. That was a great movie that came out during the summer that just like I really enjoyed. That was and my I was favorite movie of 2016. It even beat out Deadpool for me. Really? I really did enjoy that. And I kind of forget that that's even a summer movie just because, like, it did sort of not really fit the mold of what other things we were seeing that summer. Um, so I kind of forgot that that was, that was a summer movie. But, yeah, other than that, there wasn't anything that, like, really, like, stayed with me or anything that I found, like, really fascinating or fun. Like, yeah, we did have uh, the latest Marvel movie, but... You know, after a while, that only holds your interest for so long, at least in my opinion. But this year, I think, was very different. Yes. This year was way more exciting. Yes, it was. And um, so, yeah, we're going to transition talking about how 2016 was not very good to now 2017. I remember even saying, like, I was like, 2017 can be very interesting because we had, uh, just to name some of the biggest movies of the summer, we had Wonder Woman, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, War for the Planet of the Apes, Dunkirk, and uh, Baby Driver, various movies that we're going to be talking about. But yeah, so it definitely had a lot more um, quality films. Whether and, and I don't just mean big blockbusters like only, like just for the summer. It had better films to where, I'll admit, like, there was no film that I walked out that I was upset that I saw this year. Like, there, I'll maybe talk about one that, like, it didn't quite live up to the hype that I thought. But as far as leaving the theater upset, that never happened in this summer. Yeah, same here, actually, now that you mention it. Like, there were movies that... I just knew would be bad, so I stayed away from them. <laughs> but, like, all the movies that I thought looked good or interesting or fun turned out to meet the expectations. There was not one that I left, like, angry or, or upset that I spent money on. I actually enjoyed every movie I saw in theater. Yes. And it was funny because, like, and I know this isn't summer, but, like, I was really looking forward to this summer because, like, there weren't that many good movies towards the beginning of 2017. Like, I'll admit, I didn't see Get Out, but I heard it's amazing. Um, <gasps> you know, have you not seen it? Still, you I didn't, haven't seen it yet. Seen it yet? Uh, <gasps> I want to. It's, it's on my list. Oh. But uh, one oh, it's good. One movie so good. that I did see for the first time. I saw a movie three times in theaters. That was Logan. Uh, <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> what? What? Do we need- <laughs> no, I mean, it's fine. No, like, I like Hugh Jackman. I did like Logan. It was good. But you haven't seen... You've seen Logan three times, but you didn't even see it get out but once? I saw it get out, like, twice in one weekend because it was that good. Well, I just didn't... Like, around when it came out in, like, February, I just... Uh, I, I hadn't really... Didn't really see, like, any movie. So it's not like I... It's not like I just saw a shitty movie overseeing Get Out. Like, I just... It's true. Logan was good. And you do like X-Men, but... Get out is you'll you'll like it. It's great, yeah. and Jordan Peele really like 
just departed himself from all things comedy with it and just just nailed it. He just nailed it. It was so good. So you'll like it a lot. I love it. Yeah. I'm obsessed with it. I'm sure I will. So, so yeah, like, I was just really anticipating, like, a lot of movies this summer. Like, I, I really wanted to try to see... Um, not just the big movies, but also wanted to see some little movies. Like, I'll admit from my list, like, there aren't that many, but I did try to support some original movies as well as the, the big sequels and superhero movies. So, opposed to doing what some podcasts or web shows like to do, where they do, like, a ranking, whether it's the 2017 or the summer, per se, we're going to revisit something that uh, Heath and I did last year, and we're going to kind of break it down into some categories um, so we'll kick it off with, uh, what was the, in your opinion, just the, the most disappointing, we'll start from bad and we'll try to work our way to better. What was the most disappointing movie you saw this summer? Okay. So like we were saying earlier, I actually didn't like go to the movies and see anything that really got me and upset me or even disappointed me. Everything I saw was exactly sort of what I expected it to be. Even a bad movie, like if I thought it was going to be bad, it did end up being kind of bad. But there, I actually have a three-way tie with the most disappointing based on like the trailers and things that I was hearing about them. Um, so the first one is Snatched, and the reason why I was so excited about that is Amy Schumer and Goldie Hawn, two hilarious women. You know, we have Goldie Hawn coming back after years of not being in a movie. Amy Schumer is this, like, rising star. It just sounded like a really good pairing, and so I was really excited to go to the movies and see them. But literally everyone from critics who, you, you know, you got to take with a grain of salt to my friends were saying that it's offensive, it is not funny, these characters you can't even root for, so that was super disappointing to hear, and made me actually not want to even spend the money on it, which is also disappointing because it's two females, I want to give my money to a movie like that, but not if it's going to be that bad. Yeah, I was um, upset hearing that because I, I really like that director, Jonathan Levine um, he did 50-50 and Warm Bodies and um, he was actually in contention to possibly do Spider-Man Homecoming but um, yeah, when I saw that it was like you said, two female leads, I was really hoping it would do well, especially because I loved Amy Schumer in uh, Trainwreck. Yeah, so we, like, we're just coming off of her first, like, big movie that she did really well. She was really funny, and I really liked her in that. And, you know, it was Goldie Hawn. It's Goldie Hawn. So I was really expecting <laughs> it to just be more. And, like, I remember being very optimistic about it, and even when the initial, like, feedback was coming out that it wasn't good I remember being like okay I'm still gonna go see it it's fine like you can't judge every critic you can't listen to what they have to say all the time and then it just kept coming like all the backlash like how it's just really ignorant and but you it's, did end up seeing it no no I didn't and that's what upset me is that it was so like everything around it seemed so negative that I didn't even want to go give my money to it and that's disappointing I don't know. I, I know it's kind of ridiculous for me to, like, judge something I haven't seen, but literally it disappointed me that I didn't even want to go see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's... So what's... Like, I, I want to see it. <laughs> so what was the most disappointing of the movies uh, you did see? So the other... Like, the actual disappointing movie that I did see is also female-driven, and it wasn't upsettingly disappointing. I just kind of expected a little more, and that was The Beguiled. 
so that was Sofia Coppola's remake of the original one starring Clint Eastwood, and it stars Nicole Kidman, Elle Fanning, Kirsten Dunst, and Colin Farrell, who are all really great actors, um, and it's set during the Civil War era. So everything looks gorgeous. It's really well shot. It all looks like a painting. The acting is really well done. And it's in a really interesting time. And it's a really... I don't know. As a a Southern Gothic sort of story, I just expected it to go further. Um, Maybe because I I like horror, I was sort of expecting it to go to a darker place. Uh, It didn't. And I was sort of expecting the movie to sort of have a lot to say on what it's like to to upset a woman so much that she seeks revenge on you because women we're smart we get our shit done (laughs) if we gotta like seek revenge on someone we do it we do it well but that movie didn't really give that that message like here's what happens if you mess with a woman we will fuck you up (laughs) it was just like i don't know i just expected a lot more i did like it but i just wanted more fierceness more ferociousness to it something a little more right Gritty, it was. It was Sofia Coppola. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I. That was a movie I remember you. You were excited to see, and I. Uh, some other people said they saw it, and like it was just kind of like. I never really heard what people thought after. It was just kind of like, yeah, I'm gonna go see it, and then it's like, oh well, if, if it was really great, I think they would have been talking about it. <laughs> well, that I, I. You're right. Like I think it wasn't really talked about a lot in like the mainstream, so to speak, but it did really well at con. Like, the film festivals it showed at, it got really good reviews. So I was excited to see this, like, female-driven, female-directed sort of horror drama. And it just... I didn't hate it. I did I did enjoy <laughs> a lot of parts of it. But, like, I just wanted more from it, I guess. Gotcha. Makes sense. Um, so at first, did you say there was three? Was there another one that was... So there, there was. And this was... I actually didn't finish it and I never walk out of movies ever um I know and it was like at a second run movie theater so I didn't even pay full price like I just didn't want to waste my time anymore um the mummy (laughs) yeah I I saw that I did and I did not last very long at all so like okay I just want to preface it by saying I don't like Tom Cruise I think he's the worst um (laughs) This whole Scientology thing, don't even get me started on that. But, like, I like horror, and I like that The Mummy, this movie, is sort of, like, the they're kicking off this, like, Dark Universe franchise, and they're set to have, like, Bride of Frankenstein, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, Frankenstein, Invisible Man, like, these movies that are a franchise around classic horror movies. Like, that sounds really cool. The Mummy's supposed to start it off, and it was so bad, like... I can't. I couldn't even sit through one movie, let alone it kicking off a franchise. And so the most disappointing thing is not necessarily the movie itself because it didn't look amazing. It has Tom Cruise in it, like whatever. But it it could lead to something really cool coming out of Universal. And now I don't. Now I don't know. Now I'm disappointed. See, <laughs> and th- this could be like a whole other topic just when we talk about all these cinematic universes coming up, because it's it's a big topic that like a lot of people are joking. That like movies, be- movies are becoming TV, and TV are becoming movies, like because you know TV they have things like Battle of the Bastards on Game of Thrones, which is like one of the best cinematic battles like I've ever seen on movie or TV, and then you have 
t- uh, movies that are doing cinematic universes where they're trying to be all connected and long running story. So I just thought that that was funny that someone said that it's like movies are trying to be TV, TV are trying to be movies. And <laughs> um, one thing that just killed me about this whole dark universe thing was they announced this dark universe before the first one was even seen. And so, like, the reason that ticked me off is because, like, what if it's really bad? Why do you want to, you know, just throw all your eggs in this basket that this is going to be a whole dark universe when, if this movie tanks, are people going to want to see the other ones? Or, you know, like, why? I don't know. Like I said, that could be an entire episode just for us to talk about cinematic universes, but one reason I really didn't want to see that movie was because it's like, you're trying to be like D- uh, Warner Brothers in DC, where like, you make Man of Steel, and then all of a sudden you're like, uh, BVS, uh, Suicide Squad, uh, you know, like, you're trying to rush into a cinematic universe when you have no right to be doing that. I agree, and I will say, I agree with you, especially on the point that it's, it, it's, it's silly to announce a whole franchise before you've even seen how the movie's done. And it also comes off as cocky. Like, why do you have so much faith in this random adaptation of The Mummy that really looks like it's Jack Reacher goes to Egypt? Like, it's, you know, I don't understand that. And But I also, I was curious because, well, I'm not, like, a huge fan of The Mummy in general, like, I, I do like the other characters within the Dark Universe. So I was so curious to see, like, how they were going to do the mummy in a way that could kick it all off. And I honestly, it doesn't make... It's so stupid how they tie it in. It doesn't even, like, add to anything. It doesn't... It's not a good foundation at all. And another thing, like, I really did like... Um, the actress who plays the mummy, Sophia Butella, she's also in Kingsman. She's the one that has, like, the, the blades for her feet. So she's a, and she's she's really great. She's a dancer. She's really cool. Um, she's just kind of making a name for herself now. And I like loved the design of her, her makeup from head to toe. Like it looked really eerie. It looked really cool. So her as a villain looked awesome. And it, she's a great actress. She could have really done a lot of amazing things. But she's like barely in it even too. At least of what I saw. Maybe she's like in it more when once I left. I don't know. But. Yeah, it was just super disappointing, and it seems like it's something they put a lot of money in, and they had a lot of faith that it would do well, and it just did not at all. Yeah, at definitely. All. So, my most disappointing, I want to get to it just because I have a feeling it's going to be controversial, and I don't want Uh-oh. I don't want people to stop listening because I say this because like I want oh goodness. I want them to wait until I finish what I'm going to say. <gasps> Oh, gosh. Because I only picked most disappointing on what I saw in theaters. My most disappointing one was Wonder Woman. <gasps> Are you serious? So let me... let me pre- This is controversial. Let me preface by saying... Did you also vote for Trump? <laughs> what? <Fuck> you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know you're... Brandon is a very awesome feminist, though, I do have to say. I just want to say that. Okay, proceed. <laughs> Thank you, because it'd be weird if I'm like, hey, I'm a feminist. Um, <laughs> no, let me preface by saying I'm not saying that Wonder Woman was bad. Okay. Um, my thing was that, okay, I know it's it, it's a very polarizing film because it is the, the first uh, lead uh led female film it was directed by a female and it it, it had a lot like 
against it, not only because like it took forever for a Wonder Woman film to be made, which is just an entire podcast in itself because it's ridiculous why they thought this character that's been around for decades couldn't pull off its own movie. But oh, I know. moving on, Ugh. I um, it also had it going against that DCU DCEU had a terrible track record. Man of Steel was not liked. BBS was shit on, and I'll admit was goddamn awful. Suicide Squad was awful, and then coming into Wonder Woman, it's like, oof, like DCU, like you're really not setting this film up to do well. Like it's it, like my expectations were kind of lowered, but then the issue was when it first came out, it had a lots of praise, and. A lot of people were calling it the best, like, one of the best superhero movies ever made, which, that's an entire, we can have an entire... Uh, You don't think it was one of the best superheroes movies, really? No, I do not. And here's why. And, like, a lot of people are going to be like, is it because it's a woman? It's like, no, 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 no. Let me say that one of my, uh, I, I will say that one of the best action sequences of the summer was her in No Man's Land. Uh, and like yes, oh yeah, which it was just incredibly badass. My issue was, and this is not just with this film. Let me preface by saying a lot of superhero films, films, a lot of superhero films, films. Uh, <laughs> and I even wrote an uh, an article about this on MoviePilot.com. Like a lot of films, especially in the superhero genre, have an issue with the third act final battle. They think that it has to lead to this big CGI mess with a lot of, you know, green screen and a lot of uh, explosions where, like, it doesn't exactly make sense per se. So it's, and that's, that includes Marvel Studios, who, you know, everyone loves. That includes Fox from time to time when they make the X-Men movies. So it's not just the Wonder Woman movie and it's not just DC. It's, let me just say that, it's everyone. So it was disappointing to me because... I really enjoyed, like, the first 30 minutes when Wonder Woman's on Themyscira. I enjoyed... Hell yeah. I enjoyed as she starts kind of, like, getting to, like, Britain and, like, uh, like I said, the No Man's Land sequence. Amazing. But I think a lot of people forget that it does have a very sloppy third act. Like, if the movie was just those the first two thirds... I would probably put it up there as, like, maybe towards the bottom of the top 10, top 15, top 20 for superhero movies. Maybe. But because that third act was so sloppy, like a lot of films are, like a lot of the Thor movies, a lot of, you know, uh, even some of the Iron Man movies. Like, it's a big issue that they have with superhero movies. It it just felt very sloppy. The villain looked really bad. (laughs) I won't spoil, like, there's a twist on who the villain is. But it, it just seemed very cheesy, and it just... I don't know. It, it To me, I felt they could have went the more realistic route and done, like, another action sequence like no, like no Man's Land that was, like, dare I say, more realistic. I mean, it's still, you know, someone who has these bracelets that reflect bullets, so it's not exactly the most real thing in the world. But I thought it was very disappointing that the third act, everyone just kind of glossed over... 
I think I was disappointed because the expectations were that this would be one of the best ever. It got 90-some percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and people were saying that it was better than Dark Knight, and, like, maybe my issue was, like... Dark Knight's my favorite movie, so I'm like, don't you dare. <laughs> like, don't don't even, you know? But I don't know. I, I think I was just... My thing was, I kept saying to this, because all of a sudden, we had, like, these division lines. It was like, Wonder Woman sucks. You guys are just, you know, it's only because it's about a woman. And then there was this other side that's like, no, it's the best movie ever made. And, like, guys, what's wrong with it just being good? Like, it, it's not dog shit, but it's not the best ever. Can't it just be good? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, well, there can be like two truths that, you know, right. So like, I, I loved it. I am totally opposite of how you feel about it, actually. Um, but that being said, I do appreciate the fact that like, you're, you're only examining it purely from a movie nerd and a comic book nerd and a superhero nerd, you know? And I think that like, you cannot like Wonder Woman and you can still be a feminist. <laughs> like, I don't think... I don't... I think it's fucking insane how people put Wonder Woman, the movie, as, like, females in the world. Like, it's a movie. It is a movie, and it's amazing, and it's amazing to have female representation and, like, a superhero who kicks butt, and she's a woman. That's great, and I loved it. But at the same time, like, that doesn't mean... Wonder Woman's come out, and every issue on the feminist agenda has been checked <laughs> off. We are good. Pack it yes. in. You know, like, so I, I agree. It is just a movie at the end of the day. But I I agree with you that the third act was not the best of the film. I don't think I was judging it from the same eye that you have. So I, I did enjoy it. But you're right. It was much sloppier than... The first two, and it is something we all sort of gloss over. We kind of don't really talk about the ending. The reason why, and so many people would be like, well, if a Marvel film did it, you'd forgive it. And I'm like, not necessarily. Like, I am getting annoyed with Marvel Studios doing a lot of the same thing. Like, they had a lot of villain problems, which Wonder Woman had villain problems. And that's why it was funny. It's like, it almost like it was DC trying to do a Marvel Studios film. Like, they made it more fun, but they had villain problems. They had some pretty cool moments that it was like, holy shit, this is like one of the best action sequences ever. But then the third act was very sloppy. So it was like, <laughs> that's why it was like really weird how similar it was to like Marvel Studios films. But my thing was, and this is not just for Wonder Woman and it's not just for Warner Brothers. I, a lot of people like to say I'm a DC hater. How can I be a DC hater if my favorite movie of all time is The Dark Knight? Anyway, <laughs> um... My thing is, I feel like studios and these writers should learn from other films. So, like, for example, Captain America The First Avenger came out in 2011. People should see that and be like, oh, this was good, this was good, this was good, this was not. Let's try to be better than that. And then they see, what did people hate about Suicide Squad? Well, they hated how it was, you know, a very sloppy, dumb CGI third act. Okay, let's try to not do that. What do people hate about BVS? Well, they hated how Doomsday showed up and it was a big sloppy third act and the whole Martha thing, blah, 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 blah. So it's like, I believe that you should learn from not only your studio's mistakes, but other studios, especially in the same genre. So, like, that's why when, like, Wonder Woman started off so awesome, I'm like, shit, where's this going to go? You know, like, I, I'm loving this. It's, you know, 
it, Robin Wright was badass, and Themyscira looked awesome. It looked like this whole different world, and I really was enjoying it. And so that's why it was disappointing, is because I feel like everyone was just like, oh, don't worry about the third act. It's like, no, 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 no. Patty Jenkins was an awesome director, but she still allowed that third act to happen, too. Like... <laughs> Okay, but to push back on that point, I feel like with superhero movies in general, the people that are behind them and greenlighting them, this is not the creatives, this is more the executives, the people that are cutting the checks and, like, making the business decisions, I don't think they give a shit about the third act of a superhero movie. I think they just want to sell the movie. So I don't think, like, you know, they're sitting up in D.C. going, oh, how do we fix the third act? Let's learn from, you know, they're going, how do we sell this movie? It's a woman, so, you know, she might not take it to the theater, so we should put this in this. And So, like, I agree with you that they should care about the third act and they should service the fans, but I don't think they do. So I think that's why, like, Patty Jenkins might not have cared so much about the third act or maybe didn't have a chance to fix it because she was so busy, like, butting heads with executives and suits who were telling her she needs to do this and that and reshoot this with a pregnant gal god. Like, you know, I don't know. So I I agree with your point, but I think that the creatives only have so much say when you're doing such a crazy big project like that. Yeah, so... I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to dwell too much just on our most disappointed movies because the rest of these are going to be things we loved. But I just. I. I had to say like that. Wonder Woman. I wanted it to be mind blowing. I wanted it to be amazing, but it just wasn't. And like I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. And that's what like I want to tell more people. And it's not just with superhero movies, but movies in general. Like it doesn't have to be either ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes or twenty percent and it's dog shit. Like it can be seventy, it can be, you know, eighty one, like it can be just good. And like that's what I think is like the issue now. It's like people don't just talk about good movies. They're either the best thing they've ever seen and they change cinema or they're the worst thing in the world and they everyone who made it should die. It's like, wow, why <laughs> why are we like in this world that it has to be the best of the worst? And so like to me, Wonder Woman is just good. And I know it's weird that it's disappointing, but I wanted it to be great. I wanted to like tell everyone to like F off, see Wonder Woman can be a great movie. But uh, to me it was just good. So and another thing too, you can not again you you don't have to like female driven movies like wonder woman but you better go to a women's march in real life like if you don't like these movies that are female driven female directed female starring that doesn't make you anti-female or not a feminist what you do in real life is what counts i mean that's just what i think yeah so so that was our one negative thing that we talked about for the 2017 summer movie season. Let's let's go on to the f- more fun topics. Let's talk about... Yeah, we were saying how much we like the <laughs> movies this summer, and we started off, like, ranting about the ones that we yeah, didn't. I'll, I'll probably <laughs> trim this up a little so it's not such a long rant. But let's talk about most underrated. So what was your most underrated movie that you saw in the theaters? So my most underrated movie is Patty Cakes. Um, and it's not that it was, like, not 
well received, but it was more that more people didn't see it like how I wanted to. I, it was one of those movies that I just wanted to show everyone in my life, and I wanted to just make everyone watch this movie because it's so good and it's so heartwarming and it's so genuine. Um, do you have you seen it? Do you know what it's about? Um, I think I recently saw the trailer. Is that about like a white woman rapper, or is that one? Yes. So Patty Cakes, her real name is Patricia, but she goes by Killa P or. <laughs> patty cake she's got a few names um and she's yeah she's played uh by daniella mcdonald who's actually i believe she's australian or new zealand um and she kills it so she's this patty cakes is this white girl that's living in new jersey she's 25 she's sort of like having this crisis about not knowing where she wants to like take the rest of her life she's like bartending and like working at at, like parties and like she's just she's not doing what she wants to do she's not like living out her full potential and what she's really really good at is rap she's so good at rap and so like for me this was a big deal because I love rap and I love an underdog story but most importantly I'm in a field where I'm constantly pushing myself to to do the best I can but also having that day job where you you're not doing what you love you're not reaching your full potential but you're you have your your thing that you do at night that you do love your your real passion is not your day job so that was it's sort of a love song to those people you know the people who are really striving for that dream and who aren't giving up um so it was amazing again I wanted everyone to see it and I I really I left it wanting it to have some sort of award season buzz even though I knew that that was far unlikely but Bridget Everett plays her mother and her mother is like this sort of like woman who has like arrested development and she had this dream of becoming a singer she never really reached that she drinks way too much and then Kathy Moriarty plays uh, Patty Cake's grandma so the the supporting cast is also really amazing and I did I really would love like Kathy Moriarty to come back for like the award seasons <laughs> and like get her fucking Oscar or if we saw like Bridget Everett win for best supporting actress I would die um, but yeah not enough people saw it I felt like it didn't get as much buzz as I would have loved it to yeah I remember seeing that trailer really late and then when I did I thought it wasn't coming out until the fall so I didn't even know it came out in the summer well, what's weird is that it premiered at Sundance, and it did really well at Sundance. had a lot of really great reviews and a lot of buzz around it. And then the trailer came out. The trailer is great. It's really well caught. It's, it gets you excited to go see it for sure. And then I think they actually did move up their release date. I think it was originally supposed to be in September, and they moved it to August for some reason. I don't know, like... If the idea was to get people who don't want to go see big tent poles to see this instead, I don't know. But yeah, I think the release date was changed, which is unfortunate. Interesting. So yeah, I'll have to think about checking that out if it's still in theaters. Um, so it's funny you brought up that it's not that like people thought it would be bad per se, but like you didn't think enough people saw it. So like, my most underrated is very similar. Like, I mean, it did well. It was still like a you know, it still made money, but like it just didn't, I think, get enough to what they thought it was going to do, and that was War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, oh yeah, I didn't see so that. So I remember Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I didn't see until like Dawn was coming out, um, and like I loved Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. It was one of my favorite movies of 2014, and it was so funny. I was like thinking how like. 
2014, we had the first Guardians of the Galaxy, and we had Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, were like two of my favorite movies, and then now, three years later, there's Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and War for the Planet of the Apes, so it was like kind of like a new cycle of like good movies. But, um, so War for the Planet of the Apes, I think one thing that a lot of people didn't know going in was that like you hear War for the Planet of the Apes, and did you see it at all? Um, I did not see this Okay, one. so, like, a lot of people, I think, based on the trailers and based on the title, like, it said war, so you thought it was just going to be a huge action blockbuster, and it's really not. It's, like, a tragic, dark, kind of, uh, dramatic revenge story in a way, and it's almost, it, like, it's really about Andy Serkis uh, playing Caesar and, like, this personal journey that he goes on, like, with the villain Woody Harrelson. And I think that really threw people for a loop because the movie, there's a lot of subtitles because, like, a lot of the apes can't speak besides Caesar. So there's a lot of them sign- doing sign language. And then, like, hmm. with subtitles, which, like, probably threw people off. They're, like, they would go, like, minutes on end where there's, like, no talking. Um, so... I think the reason it didn't do well is because it was kind of smushed between a lot of other movies like Spider-Man Homecoming had come out like the week or two prior and then Dunkirk came out right after. So it was kind of right in the middle where like people were probably like, eh, I'll go see Dunkirk instead or eh, I'll go see Spider-Man again or, you know, like it was just kind of glossed over and it's a really good movie. Like I was, it is emotional, like it'll make you cry probably in a couple places and, like, yet again, I hope that somehow, some way, they allow Andy Serkis to get, like, an Academy Award nomination for this role because, like, he does so well in this motion capture performance. He does probably one of the best performances of the year. It, it is so awesome, and, like, I wish more people would go see this movie because it's one of the few movies that a lot of people are calling it, like, one of the best trilogies because, as we know... Most trilogies, like the third movie's not as good, or the second movie, or, you know, it, it just, it's hard to have a trilogy that the first, second, and third are all great, and, like, this was one of them, and it had a complete arc. Like, sure, it could set up more movies, but, like, there, this, like, was Caesar had a story, and Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and then War for the Planet, like, it was a complete arc. It had a beginning, middle, and an end. And, like, if they stopped doing Apes movies for a while, like, I'd be happy um, because it, it just was so well done. And that's such a rare thing to see. Um, I mean, like, like I said, try to think of some of the best trilogies. Like, there are some, but even, like, the Dark Knight trilogy, Dark Knight Rises wasn't as good. Or Spider-Man 3 kind of fell off. X-Men 3 kind of fell off. Like, so... Godfather 3. So many trilogies fell off by the end that it was so nice and refreshing to have the third one still be just as good as the first two. I didn't realize that with this third one they were pretty much wrapping it up. I sort of expected just more to come out of this franchise. And see, that's why I don't really want to spoil it because, like I said, they could do more. But, like, they had, as far as, like, one particular story and, like, this character, a beginning, middle, and an end. So, like, they could very easily continue, but, like, without spoiling it, it it is, like, kind of complete in a way. 
Oh, interesting. So, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right, though. Like, it was just, like, kind of thrown in the middle and glossed over. Like, I was meaning to see it, and I just never did because I was distracted. <laughs> but speaking of uh, ones we wish we saw, um, let's, uh, let's jump to that one. Uh, movies we wish we saw this summer. Uh, Jess, is, is one of yours War for the Planet of the Apes? <laughs> Well, it is now. Um, no, my biggest wish I saw movie was Girls Trip. I I hate to admit I haven't seen it because it looks hysterical. Again, female driven. Got four funny ladies. I love Tiffany Haddish. I think she's hilarious. I'm so glad she's got a big breakout role. Like she's she's a gem on the Carmichael show, and I'm just starting to like really get into her work. I think she's great. So. Um, and all the reviews have been great. It made a ton of money. So that's the thing I have to run out and go see next time I can is Girls Trip. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so, like, there's one that technically I could still see, but, like, at the moment I haven't. And so I'll just say, like, I wish I saw, before we did this podcast, I wish I saw Wind River. Um, Ooh, yes. That's a, that's a, that looks good. That looks real good. Some other ones that kind of came out this spring, summer, that I didn't get to see. Uh, I'm not sure if this counts as summer, but I'll just say, like, Colossal with Anne Hathaway. I wish I saw that. Um, I wish I saw Rough Night, um, <laughs> female-driven comedy, um, with uh, Alana Glazer and Scarlett Johansson and uh, Jillian Bell and Zoe Saldana. Um no, she's not in it. Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. <laughs> Zoe Saldana. <laughs> I know it was a Zoe. Different Zoe. Uh, yeah, that's a Zoe. And uh, blanking on her name, the blonde from Ghostbusters. Kate oh, McKinnon. She's in, oh, yes, she's so funny. Yeah, so like that was a movie I kind of wanted to see, but just kind of glossed over like with all these other movies coming out. Um, so, yeah, I wish I saw that. And I do wish I saw Atomic Blonde. Same here. I did not see Atomic Blonde. I was actually... I, I mean, I'm sort of in your boat with Wind River where I plan on seeing them because there's, like, a second-run movie theater by my house and I was going to do, like, a ladies' night and do Atomic Blonde and Girls Trip, <laughs> like, double dip. So I will see that. Those are my plans to see that. But I didn't yet, and I, I really want to. Um, another one I really wish I saw but didn't is Detroit. That looks great. Yeah. John Boyega, he's my husband. <laughs> um, he just doesn't know it. And, of course, my queen, my queen Catherine Bigelow directed it. So that's another one I have to run out and go see as soon as possible. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So um, those are some ones we wish we saw. Uh, we This was a, a big thing we brought up. It's, it's kind of synonymous with summer movie seasons now. But uh, best superhero movie. So... Superhero movies, we had Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, we had Wonder Woman, we had Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, yeah, what, um, Jess, what was the, the best superhero movie for you? So, much like your most disappointing <laughs> movie choice, my best superhero movie choice is uh, a little controversial. Well, not really, it shouldn't be controversial, but it is, um... Inconvenient sequel, Truth to Power, is my favorite superhero movie of the summer. <laughs> it is. So my thing is that 
Look, I mean, with the exception in my book of Wonder Woman, I was not totally in love with the superhero movies we got this summer. I just wasn't. I, I liked Guardians. I thought it had funny qualities. Overall, not my cup of tea. It was okay. Uh, I didn't see Spider-Man. I'm not a Spider-Man fan. I don't think I'd care that much about it anyway, to be frank. Again, these are just my opinions. But I really, really enjoyed watching An Inconvenient Sequel. I think that... You know, sometimes we tend to forget that superheroes are just average, everyday people who are making changes. And in this movie, we really got to see Al Gore do his stuff behind the scenes. <laughs> really tried to make a change I was say, I and even really heard be a of this hero. Movie. This is, wait, this what? is Al Gore? Are you fucking kidding me? You've never heard of an inconvenient... Have you heard of an inconvenient truth? Yeah, but I don't think I saw... The se- Don't be part of the problem, Brandon. Okay, it's a sequel. So it's a sequel <laughs> that came out this summer. An inconvenient sequel. So, this so it's is a, a sequel to an inconvenient <laughs> truth. Yes, this is a documentary about climate change. This is, this is a serious issue. Al Gore is a goddamn superhero. <laughs> Don't tell me he is not. God. He is a hero. He's a, uh, an American God. superhero. We, so that's my favorite superhero <laughs> movie. He is a hero. Like, he really is. Like, there's Woman. some moments. <laughs> oh, hell no. Because that, that was, I honestly, as a movie, like, this is more impactful. This affected me more. I left the theater, like, being like, all right, we got to change this because this is getting real bad out there. And, like, obviously you can't really spoil a documentary, but, like, semi-spoil a lot of the documentary evolves around the Paris Climate Agreement and it came out like right when Assface announced we'd be pulling out so like it was a really especially impactful movie to see that and to see all the work that was put into this amazing agreement only to be shot on by an idiot so like I, there are superheroes in real life that's just what I'm trying to get at <laughs> so Is that, totally you know, just bended uh, the rules <laughs> you, it's a, he's a hero he's a hero in his own right <laughs> god he is. <laughs> He's more heroic than. No, never mind. Never mind. Those are fighting words. I was about to say. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. So, what was who? What was your favorite superhero movie? <laughs> uh, mine was Spider-Man: Homecoming, an actual superhero movie. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, hey! This was a don't documentary. Al Gore's. Al Gore is a hero. He is a hero. He may be a hero, but he he's not a, a superhero. God. He is a superhero, okay? I'm sorry. Try to get, like, Thor or fucking uh, Tony Stark to, like, agree with every single country in the world to do better about climate change. They couldn't do it because they're assholes. Like, you try to get, like, Captain America would just, like, cry about it. No one would do it. Like, I feel like Black Panther might be able to, like, speak to them because he's on that council. But other than that, like, Al Gore can get it done. And, like, yeah, Al Gore doesn't have a hammer, but he's got an iPhone, all right? He makes shit. Shit happen. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. So. <laughs> so actually. But seriously, recycle. Please recycle, you so, guys. It's an actual superhero <laughs> movie. Um, <laughs> I know, like I said, a lot of people would have easily said Wonder Woman. I think it's like the number one movie of the summer so far. Clearly, people loved it. A lot of people loved Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. But to me, I just had so much fun in Spider-Man. And I know this is probably more personal because Spider-Man's one of my favorite heroes growing up. I always loved watching Batman the Animated Series, X-Men the Animated Series, and Spider-Man the Animated Series. Those three were my shit. And Spider-Man 
one thing I always loved is uh, because I was always super sarcastic and loved making jokes. Like, that's what I loved about Spider-Man is that he's, like, in the face of danger, but he'll be making witty remarks to, like, the villains. And one thing that I've been reading a lot the last year on the Marvel Unlimited app uh, was the old Ultimate Spider-Man run by Brian Michael Bendis. And that this movie was a lot like that run. And... A lot of people say that Ultimate Spider-Man was, like, the best run of Spider-Man in the history of Spider-Man, like, ever since the 60s. And so this movie pulled a lot from that. And one thing I was a little kind of worried about was, like, Marvel Studios has an issue with villains, and Michael Keaton was going to be the Vulture, and the Vulture's kind of, like, a lame villain, if I'm going to be brutally honest, when it comes to... Spider-Man has the second greatest set of villains after Batman. Like, he has so many good villains. And they picked Vulture, so I was a little like, eh. Did you just do it because Michael Keaton was Birdman? You know? Like, <laughs> but it, it worked. And, like, uh, I, I was, everyone was worried. Like, it was Sony sharing the rights with Marvel Studios. So, like, were they going to work together well? Or was one going to try to overtake? And it worked really well. And I... I know the film is not perfect. There are plenty of flaws. But to me, they finally got Peter Parker, Spider-Man, correct. God damn it. Why did it take 15 fucking years? <laughs> like, no offense to Toby, but, like, he was not Peter Parker and he was not Spider-Man. Sam Raimi made good movies, but that just that's not the character. Didn't see the Andrew Garfield ones. I saw part of some of them, but I refused to see him kind of out of protest because I didn't like that they were rebooting him. Anyway, this kid, fucking Tom Holland, is Peter Parker. He, the, like, the voice when he's under the mask and, like, just his body type. And they actually told the story of what Spider-Man is. He's a kid in high school who's trying to juggle a love life, being in high school, the fact that he's only a fucking kid, fighting crime, dealing with these powers. Like, it's it's just such a fun film. It, it, it I was... I had so much fun in the theater seeing this. And much like a couple other films I'm going to be bringing up later, uh, like, for those who know me, like, this has been a very tumultuous and rough summer uh, with a lot of things going on in my personal life. And sometimes going to the movies is a perfect escape for me to just go see something for a couple hours. And I just had so much fun seeing Spider-Man Homecoming. And I was so happy to see them do the character right that... It just, like, I just loved it. I, and I know, like I said, there are flaws. There are people that are Spider-Man super fans who are like, well, this and this. I'm like, all right, fucking calm down. Would you rather have Spider-Man 3? Like, I would take this any day. <laughs> like, calm down. Like, we can't have everything, comic book fans. We just can't. <laughs> so... I really think you should see it, because Spider-Man Homecoming is a lot of fun, and... The last thing I'll say is Michael Keaton's great, and there was a twist about two-thirds of the way in towards, like, the last third of the film that it was just, like, literally someone a few people over from me, and you can ask Jerry Gonzalez or his sister Luisa Gonzalez when we saw the movie, a guy in a big Spider-Man shirt go, I did not see that coming. <laughs> and like, cause, That's amazing. Cause, I want that to happen in every movie I sit through. <laughs> but seriously, like, the, the whole theater, like, I heard a lot of, oh, shit. 
you know, like everyone, like it, it was like a gasp at like this twist, and like there's usually never twists like that in superhero movies. Like it's pretty straightforward. Like there's never moments like that that make you go like, oh no, oh man, and then like this moment happened, and it like <laughs> I was just like, what? Because. And you know this, Jess, being in film slash TV slash we write, sometimes it's very easy to see twists coming from a mile away. Sometimes it's just like, oh, you know, hate to say it, Interstellar, but the dust in the beginning, it's, you know, that's going to be, you know, that's going to be him from the future or something. And then it fucking happened. And and like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so like, there's a lot of movies that get ruined for me just because we just know how plotting things out and setting stuff up for twists happen. But there was, like, no way anyone saw this coming. So, like, I was just like, holy fuck. That was awesome. And, yes. So, they did a villain right. Had some cool action sequences. They finally got the character right. I, I, I loved it. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised I only saw it once in theaters, to be honest. Me too. When you saw Logan three times, you love Spider Man. <laughs> yes, you love him. But Logan, <laughs> Logan, God, that whole episode in itself, that movie. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. But I, I'm not a Spider Man fan. Just, just he's just not my hero. He's just not. But maybe and he like, will be after this film because this a, is how the character okay, is supposed to be. Well, but I've already sat through like two different franchises of him. I'm over it. I'm checked but that's out. Why I've been checked out before. Okay, alright, alright. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying, like, I think there's gonna be a lot of movies I see before I ever see Spider-Man. Um, that's just me, though. Because I, I wasn't a huge fan of his to begin with, and then it's been, like, regurgitated and regurgitated, and I get it. But I will say, like, I do have a lot of friends and a lot of people I know who are huge, huge Spider-Man fans, and they feel very happy about this new movie. Like, like you, uh, for instance. Like, people who love the character, and they're so happy he's finally got that, like, movie that they've always been dreaming of. So that's been cool. Like, that's cool to see a great audience reaction come out of people who care so much about content like that. That's well, awesome. Well, I have to ask you, um, you saw you know. Captain America Civil War, right? I did, yeah. So, like, what did you think of him in that? Because, like, Tom Holland was Spider-Man for, like, a little bit in that. Yeah, I was like, he's good. He's cool. Uh, well, I see. <laughs> I was like, I get Yeah, he's cool. What's that? <laughs> like, I was just like, all right, yeah, I get it. Like, but I don't that's know. But like, that's why like, I refused cool. to watch the Andrew Garfield movies. And it was really funny. Like, I even took a picture of my ticket when I was at Spider-Man Homecoming because I realized, I'm like, I hadn't seen a full-on solo Spider-Man movie in 10 years when I saw Spider-Man 3 by San Raimi in 2007 because, like, I refused to see both Amazing Spider-Mans in theater. So it had been 10 years. So (laughs) for me, it wasn't so much that, like, I've seen it a billion times because I was like, as soon as I saw Andrew Garfield, I was like, these aren't, these, these don't look good. Yeah, you yeah you're more dedicated to like the the story of him than I am. So I just saw the Andrew Garfield movies just to see them. I think they were just like one. I did see the second one. The second one's atrocious, yes. but like it was just like on TV, and so I watched it. But like for me, I'm just I don't I'm not invested enough in the character to keep seeing different portrayals of him. But you know the people who appreciate him seem to really enjoy this version. So that's you great. should watch like, it, it just like to see right. the twist. <laughs> I think I already had the twist spoiled for me, what? though. I think someone already told me. God damn it. But. 
Is it the dance? Is it right before the dance? I mean, yes. But. Is it, okay, maybe I don't know all of it, but someone, like, one of my friends was super jacked because he just saw it, and he's like, can I tell you what happened? It's really cool. And I was like, sure, whatever. I don't, I really don't care. And he, like, ran into this rant about what I think is a twist. We, I don't want to say it because if someone's listening, hasn't I'll seen it, I'll just ask, was it something person. with Michael Keaton? It was. Oh, uh, well, you may know then. Damn. I probably know, and I still probably don't care. But still, like, the way it was portrayed in the film... <laughs> Like, that's why, like, as a writer, I was so excited because, like, it wasn't, you couldn't see it from a mile away. It, and, but it wasn't, like, a twist to where, like, like when I saw Now You See Me and they tried to do a twist ending, I was just like, no, that just doesn't, that's not probable. Like, that can't, that's a twist that mm-hmm. z- makes zero sense. Like, it's just not possible. It's bullshit. So, like, it wasn't a twist like that, but, like, it was still a twist from out of nowhere. Um, right. But... Okay. And it seems like it adds a layer to the story, too, that you weren't expecting it to add. So it seems like they did a big twist, right? And good for Marvel. They, you know, Marvel really needed a success. Good for them. <laughs> uh, like I said, I, I really think. And then this was a big debate. A lot of people were like, well, I'm sick of superhero movies. I was like, just don't see the bad ones. Like, <laughs> only see the good ones. Like, when, like, Suicide Squad's comes out and everyone's all disappointed, I'm like, you couldn't tell? Like, it looked bad. Or, like, BVS. I'm like, you couldn't tell? Like, like even X-Men yeah, Apocalypse. Yeah, no one should like, have been surprised with that. I, it looked like it could have been good, but I was like, eh, maybe don't roll the dice. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but when it's supposed to be good, see it. But if it looks bad, please don't. But, um, so, we'll move on uh, to biggest... Uh, do we want to do our close with our favorite favorites of the summer? Sure. Yeah. Let's save the best for last. Um, so apparently you were very disappointed in my favorite movie of the summer <laughs> because my favorite movie of the summer was Wonder you Woman. Mean your your best um, superhero movie of the summer. <laughs> my favorite movie. This was why I didn't use it for superhero because it's my favorite in general. Actually, for the summer. Um, I don't know. From I think. What you were saying earlier was very accurate, which was there was a lot of hesitancy on my end to be excited for it because of what DC has been, like, pumping out, because it's all been very disappointing. Um, Like, BVS was a nightmare, (laughs) and Suicide Squad was just messy. Like, it was very messy. And I actually rewatched Suicide Squad the other day, and, like, there are components of it that I think could have worked, but altogether it didn't. Whereas BVS, that's just like a train wreck. It's a mess. It's just awful. Um, so I was really hesitant to get excited for Wonder Woman. I was because I didn't want to be so disappointed um, because again, it's in the DC universe. So it was really exciting when it actually was good because it was not only good, but it's a female movie that's good and it's better than all these stupid movies DC had put out before that they made me sit through. But no, like, the reason why I would say for me, in my opinion, it's the best movie of the summer is because it has, like, all the qualities that I want in a summer movie. Like, you know, it made me laugh and made me cry. Like, when she's, like, the No Man's Land scene, like, brought me chills, like, an excitement and, like, you know just there's so much action and there's really good character growth and there's awesome supporting characters and just like really kick-ass fight scenes like I loved that and like also for me when I think of a summer movie 
like, I think of, like, a movie that really, like, transports me into, like, a world that's bigger and more exciting than the world I'm in. Like, you were saying, movies are an escape. Like, that's what that is. And for me, like, Wonder Woman was exactly that. It did all those things. It put me on this really cool journey for two and a half hours. And I loved it. I loved every moment of it. Uh, I guess, except for the third act. That wasn't too great. (laughs) (laughs) It it really wasn't that great. But for me, it was honestly my favorite of the whole summer. Gotcha. I... I think I said all all I'll say on Wonder Woman, but I'm I'm not gonna be mad at you for that being your favorite movie. <laughs> I like it. Well, you know what? We can be friends and still have two different opinions. Well, I no, think no. That that's... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Okay, you would not do well on like Sesame Street. You'd be a terrible. Oh, guest, I would. Yeah. I'd be like, fuck this. And like, you can't say that. I'm like, they're puppets. They're not kids, real. And they're like, you can't say that shit, the puppets kids. aren't real. And I'm just like, whatever, man. You know? Welcome to the real world, yeah. kids. It's cold yeah. and sad. Yeah. And Al Gore is not a hero. Yeah, these puppets aren't around when taxes come around and they're raping your paycheck. You know? <laughs> um, all right. I don't know why it became like this angry ranting. Dude. I know. We took a... We took a turn here. <laughs> I'm just trying to have a good summer. <laughs> so, my favorite of the summer, I, I wanted to quick give an honorable mention, because for the longest time in the summer, this was my favorite, but then I finally saw this other movie. So, uh, honorable mention goes to Baby Driver. It is a movie I saw twice in theaters, um, mainly because I really wanted to support it, because it's an Edgar Wright movie. He's my favorite director, And I definitely think that this movie needed the help because it had, like, an all-star cast. Like, it had John Hamm, Kevin Spacey, John Berthall for a little bit. However, not a lot of people knew about it because it was a smaller budget. It was only, like, $34, $35 million, which, yes, that's a lot of money. But when it comes to, like, an action movie like this, that's very small. You know, you have other movies that get like 250 million. This had 30. And like, look how awesome it was still. And so I just wanted to, like, I was trying to tell as many people as I could to see it because I'm like, this is the type of movie that, like, if I were to be making movies, I would want. Like, give me only like 30 million. I'll try to make it like the best it can be. And then, like, maybe we'll make like, I think it ended up making 100 some million. So, like, it still did, like, three times its budget, but, like, no, studios, all they want to do is, like, yeah, take $250 million and do it, turn it into a billion. You know, like, they, <laughs> they can't just do these small movies and make a little money. They, they have to make one big, huge uh, amount off of one movie. But, so, big shout-out to Baby Driver. Up until about a week or two ago, it was my favorite movie. I did see it twice. Um, the other favorite movie, uh, I'll finally say that is my favorite movie of the summer, is The Big Sick. Um, did you end up seeing it? I didn't. No, I've heard really amazing things, though, so that's one I have to definitely go see right away. Yes. This is a movie that, like, if it doesn't get some award recognition, whether it's for writing or something, I'm... I'm, I may just be done with the Oscars. Like, I, I just because... <laughs> same with, like, Logan. Um, the Big Sick was written by Kumail Nanjiani and his wife, Emily V. Gordon. It's kind of, like, loosely based off how they met 
and Kumail plays himself. And um, supporting cast includes Ray Romano and Holly Hunter as Emily's character's parents. And it just, it is a movie that, like, of all the movies I saw this year, whether it's, you know, even including Logan three times or Spider-Man, War for the Planet of the Apes, Baby Driver, it is the one movie I wouldn't change anything. Like, I just, I loved all of it from start to finish. It was, like, it just had me. And like I said before, and I, I don't want to, don't need to really get into this, but, like, I've been going through a really tough time this summer and I was really stressed out because it was like the day before my play was supposed to open um, for Entertainment Buffet. And I was really anxious and nervous and I just needed to get out of the house. And I went to the theater. I saw the big sick and it just grabbed me for two hours. And I just literally let me forget about everything that's going on was going on in my life. And I think that's like the magic of movies is where it could just grab you and be like, all right. Forget about your personal shit for a little bit. Here's some funny shit. And you can laugh, and you can cry, and you can just enjoy these characters and these situations and the story and just forget about everything. And The Big Sick did that for me. It was so fucking good. The writing, the directing, the acting. And, like, I don't know if it's just because, you know, we're in... You know, we want to be in this business, but like usually you see a movie like Baby Driver, even I loved it, but there's some things I would change. Wonder Woman, I'd change the third act. War for the Planet of the Apes, I would change this. Spider Man, I would change that. Even Logan, I would probably tweak this, but like Big Sick, I'm like, no, couldn't, couldn't change anything. I couldn't think of what I'd want to change. It just was phenomenal. So. Wow. I'm going to have to see it then. I think it's incredible, though, that, like, while our movies are very different that we've chosen for our favorites, we had very similar experiences where we literally were able just to forget about the ugliness of the world for two hours and go on this really awesome journey. Like, that's why we go to the movies. That's why summer movies are so important. Yes. So that's cool that we had similar experiences with that. Yes, and I really recommend, I think Big Sick is still in certain theaters. Um, I also wanted to support it because it is a smaller movie. It was made by Amazon, and it didn't have a humongous budget. I mean, it's not an action movie. It's a kind of dramedy, romantic comedy type thing. Um, I don't want to call it a romantic comedy because those have a negative stigma. Um, It's better than that. It's more like, if you consider When Harry Met Sally a romantic comedy, like, it's a rom-com with good writing and good acting. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I I was just like, I knew I'd love it because I, I'd heard the real story about, like, how these two met, like, on a podcast. And, like, I knew all about it. I'd heard about it for a few years and various podcasts. Like, yeah, we wrote this script and we're getting it made. And Michael Showalter's going to direct. Judd Apatow's going to produce. And, like, to see it. And just be, like, still just like, holy shit, how did they do this? Um, I was just so surprised. And, like I said, when a movie can just, like, like take you and just be like, all right, we're just get rid of your anxiety for two hours and just watch Kumail be hilarious and, you know, Holly Hunter and Ray Romano and then just forget the world, that's, uh, that's the measure of a fucking amazing movie. <laughs> if, if I haven't yes. ranted enough this Absolutely. episode. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of feelings about our m- movies that we watch. Yes. 
And yeah, <laughs> that's that's gonna be a movie I buy the day it comes out on DVD because, like, it's just so rare that I see a movie and I'm like, wouldn't change anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that really is. I I do have to see it because I have heard really amazing things and. A lot of people who see it are in your boat, where they think it's, it should win awards, it's the funniest movie they've seen, so I'll have to get on yeah, it. Yeah, I don't want to hype it too much. Yeah. I don't want people to think that it's, like, you know, the the best movie in 25 years. I just, it just for me, like, it had everything I was looking for. And one thing that I personally enjoyed is, like, Kumail, you know, plays a, a fictionalized version of himself, which is a comedian, and, like, Bo Burnham's in it, and oh, I forget her name. I think she's on SNL. But there's this other actress that play his comedian friends, and, like... Oh, is it A.D. Bryden? Yes, Isn't she A.D. Bryden. Yeah, she's, she's um, funny. They, they do what all comedians do when you're with friends, and, like, all they do is give each other shit. Like, it is just, like, hilarious, mm. just nonstop giving each other shit. And, like, it was just... It felt so accurate, because, like, there's a lot mm-hmm. of movies that portray whether it's, like, improv or stand-up or sketch in various ways that it just doesn't feel, like, it doesn't feel accurate. But in this, like, it's like, no. Like, as someone who does stand-up and I've hung out with stand-ups, like, this is what we do. We just <laughs> we just give each other shit. And it felt so genuine. I didn't realize that there was, like, time spent in the movie on his, like, comedy career. I thought it was just a about... Little. Like, not... It's okay, not the A. It's not the A plot, but it's definitely like one of the. And that's what was crazy is like I thought the movie would only be an hour and a half, but it's closer to two hours. But like it didn't feel long, it didn't feel like too much. I really enjoyed like showing his personal stuff because it's it's about his relationship with with Emily. It's about a relationship with his family and also just like his own personal like relationship with like what he wants to do with his life, like in his career. So, like, able to juggle all of those, I was like, holy shit, like, God, get, give this movie awards. <laughs> just, just give it awards. <laughs> Whether it's best screenplay or, like, you know, one of them nominated for acting or something, like, just give them the awards. If not, give them to Baby Driver for sound stuff or Logan for some acting and just call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jess... That uh, is quite a quite a summer, huh? Quite a summer. We had a lot of options, a lot of things to talk about. I mean, so many that we didn't even talk about at all. I didn't all. even bring up Dunkirk. <laughs> or Aliens. We didn't talk about well, Aliens. Well, I didn't see that. Did you no, see that? No, because it looked bad. Uh, don't. Don't see it. It's. I mean, if you've seen Prometheus, you've seen it. Like, it's like, ugh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> See, so many so. people were, like, shocked, and I'm like, was I the only one that saw those trailers and was like, this doesn't look good? I know. I even thought about putting that as, like, most disappointed movie, but it was like, I already knew it wasn't going to be good when I went to go see it. That's on me. I can't be disappointed in something that I knew wasn't going to be good. Like, it was just, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But overall, there were a lot of really good options this year. There, And, you know, it was also really exciting, too, is not only were there a lot of really big budget options, but there were a lot of indie film options coming out this summer that did pretty well, too, like The Big Sick, Patty Cakes, um, 
we mentioned Wind River. Uh, I really want to see Ingrid Goes West. Like, there was a lot of, like, really good indie films, too, which is really exciting that, like, both levels of big film and small budget did well this summer. That's so cool. Exactly. Yep, that's that's what we want. We want a mixture of the action movies, but also the smaller movies that actually have, like, good plots. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... Do you have yourself an LOL of the week, Jess? I do. Um, so this is, like, anyone listening is not going to believe that we didn't talk about this beforehand because this is so perfect. My LOL of the week is this funnier die video called Women Who Don't Like Wonder Women. <laughs> have you seen it? Have you? Is no. this, this is you, Brandon. This is you. This is you, except you're a man. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm going to send it to you as soon as we're done here because you'll really enjoy it. But it's like um, an, a fake AA group kind of set up. So these women are like sitting around in like chairs in a circle and there is a support group for women who don't like Wonder Woman and it's just so funny because it's just like basically what we're saying how like if you don't like Wonder Woman that doesn't mean you're not like a feminist so like (laughs) it's great and it's so perfect for like everything we've literally just been talking about it ties in very well (laughs) interesting yeah I will definitely uh, have to take a look you'll relate you'll very relate to it (laughs) Very much so. What about you? What was your LOL of the week? Okay, so have you been seeing, like, this little fad going around this uh, Sarahaha.com or... Yeah, I think... Oh, God, yeah. I think that's pretty lame, I'm not going to lie. It sounds like one of the lamest ways to just get yourself bullied on the internet. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, like, it is just asking for, for bullies. So, I, I decided to do one because, like, why the fuck not? And... Um, my first one. Oh. What? No, I'm sorry. I just ragged on it, and you're like, oh, well, I did no, it. no, but like, <laughs> I, I did it, but like, I don't like. I'm not like some people who probably check it like every day. Um, but like, <laughs> it was funny to me because I was like, is this like, like, is this supposed to be a joke, or but like, do they mean it? But like, it's kind of okay. So basically, all. This isn't hilarious, but to me, it like once I started thinking about it, I'm like, "There's is there layers to this, or am I creating layers to this?" Basically, for anyone who doesn't know what the Sarahha.com is, it's basically people can leave like it says constructive criticism or something like that, or like messages, <laughs> but like either it's people that are like to like chicks like, "Oh, you're so fucking hot," or like just to be bullies, um, and. So- so I did have some goof ones that, like, it was like, oh, uh, pimp this. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? But the first one was, you write good, but not well. And, like, <laughs> it really, oh. but it really got me thinking. I was like, is it, like, a joke based on, like, you know how, like, you're like, oh, I did good. And you're like, oh, you mean well. Um, But also, like... I don't know. <laughs> like, it, it just, like, I started thinking about, like, did they mean to do that? Or w- were they, like, just trying to be funny? Like, ah, oh, you write good, but not well. Like, am I crazy? Like, I feel like there are, this is, like, inception layers of... <laughs> yeah, I would say that that is not constructive criticism because you can't go, okay, well, now I know how to better it. It's like, 
What do you even mean by that? What are you trying to tell me? Yeah. Um, so I just found... People are weird. I found it so funny that, like, it, it was one of those, like... It came in, and then it was out within, like, a week. Like, not even a week. Like, <laughs> everyone got one, and, like, everyone was posting, but then everyone saw that it was stupid, and then they probably were so excited. Like, everyone's downloading the app, and then, like, oh, everyone's deleting it because, <laughs> like, this is really dumb. Oh, my dumb. gosh. You know? Seriously, like, I when I first saw that, I'm like, you're literally, like, people have no identity it's all anonymity you can just go on and say anything and people are already vicious when they have identity like imagine like there's no literally like no way to track shit you're gonna say to people like people are gonna go hard they're gonna go mean so i just thought like if someone like wants to give me constructive criticism they can call me like (laughs) they can text me you know but i'm so glad you chose this as your lol for the week because i have been saying the name wrong this whole time. It's how do you say it? Sarah? Haha. Um, oh, see, <laughs> I, I could be saying it wrong, but it's spelled like Sarah, the name, and then a h after it. So Sarah, like I, you know, it's a really stupid name. Like so, wait, how do you say it? You say Sarah? Ha? I because I've been saying Sarah. Ha, ha. Yeah. Like I've been saying like Sarah. <laughs> what a bad name too. Well, and I've what hardly a ever said name. it out loud. Like I've seen it written so many <laughs> times. It, it's yeah, it's a really stupid name. It doesn't relate to you know anything. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. And I think it was just a, made by God. someone named Sarah or someone who had a crush on someone named Sarah. <laughs> Sarah, ha ha, like Jesus, I don't know. It's I don't get it. <laughs> but hey, I just realized we forgot to talk about one of the best movies of the summer, which is the e- the emoji movie. Jess is not a host anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's probably the worst thing I could do on my first official episode is bring up the emoji movie. I just had to. I had to bring it up real quick because it got like a what three percent. I'm gonna look up what it is on Rotten Tomatoes right right now. I mean, Brandon, do you, TJ Miller, TJ, wait, TJ Miller, literally like left Silicon Valley to go pursue creative endeavors, and this was the first thing that came well, out. Well, I mean, well, I, I know they're not filmed together, or like they, he didn't control that. I just think it's hilarious that like. There's this whole riff on, like, Silicon Valley. Oh, my goodness. Anna Ferris is also... Vo- okay, so right now, right, right now, <laughs> it is at a whopping 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. See, that's a movie when, wow, wow, like, wow. a lot of people were like, oh, it's so bad. I'm like, how could... The, the, just, if you told me what it was about, I would know that. Like, I didn't, wouldn't even have to see a trailer. The title says it all. I don't... The title, Believe it or not, as soon as I heard the title... There may be good. something worse coming out later this year. There is an Animal Crackers movie coming out. How, are you serious? I think Ian, I think Ian McKellen's in it. And I'm like, who keeps roping in these British actors, like Patrick Stewart and, and <laughs> Ian McKellen, and do these dumb animated movies? Oh, my God. It's just a paycheck. They must get pretty well paid to get... Because I don't understand. This needs to stop. We need to stop just, like, grabbing things that we see in our everyday life and making a movie about it. Like, let's just not... Let's not do that. Yeah, when is it? I just can't. I can't. Wait, yeah, when is it coming out? So, yeah, Animal Crackers has John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, Ian McKellen, Danny DeVito, Sylvester Stallone, 
Raymond Simone, Patrick Waterburton, <laughs> like all these people in this movie. Uh, Animal Crackers follows the Huntington family whose life is turned upside down when they inherit a rundown circus and a mysterious box of Animal Crackers, which magically change the person who eats them into the animal they've eaten, including monkeys, giraffes, lions, elephants, tigers, no. rhinos, and bears. They must save the circus from being taken over by their evil uncle Horatio Huntington, played by McKellen. Oh my god. Isn't that insane? <laughs> There's a lot happening in that plot description. Like, not only do they have the circus, but you gotta, like, watch out. You can't eat any of the crackers, otherwise you turn into an elephant. Like, what? And then, oh no, Uncle Horatio. Like, what? Jesus. Jesus. What is happening this is what to this world? When you don't just let young artists, like, make... Good- Make. I know, like, like, and God. and I want to know what was the budget on that. Like, what? Let's let's see if it says. Oh, it's gonna oh, hurt. No. It's gonna hurt. Uh, Seventeen million. I, I thought it'd be worse, but oh, it's no I big deal. Know. Just a cool seventeen. But mil. I don't know how got all those actors for only seventeen million. That can't be right. That or they? I don't they, know. They do it as a tax write off. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like a charitable yeah. donation. <laughs> like to some animal like fund. <laughs> some cracker charity. Um, Maybe I don't understand. But, well, Jess, it's been a like you said a, a wild ride. How, how do you feel after your your second episode on the podcast? Really, really good. I'm excited for more. I'm excited to keep talking about some stuff. You, you haven't quit yet. <laughs> Not yet, even though you kind of, you know, you tried. <laughs> I kept feeling the, like, well, Heath said this. <laughs> and, like, you know, we've had, hi- you know, we could have another guest on. It's cool. Al Gore's not a hero. Like, whatever. I said he's not a superhero. Cool. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. But, no, it's super fun. I'm so excited to, you know, keep doing this and talking to you and, like, engaging with people who are listening. So if anyone has any feedback or, like, comments or constructive criticism, as Saraha <laughs> would say, um, you know, feel free to tweet at me, uh, Jess Quaz, or Instagram at Quazica. Um, yeah, let's let's talk. Let's be friends. Yes. Uh so yeah, that was going to be my question, was where can they find you online? But uh, yeah, you can find her, uh, as she said, at Jess Quaz and Quazica. You can follow me on Twitter at The Pros, T-H-E-P-R-O-Z-E. And uh, follow Entertain Buffet at Entertain Buffet. We have hopefully some new videos coming out in the next uh, handful of months here um, from Entertainment Buffet. Um, I know we've been very busy. I'm sorry that the podcast release dates have been kind of wonky the last few weeks, but that's because we are a little bit busy. We had our first play production in Chicago. Yes. How does it make you feel? We had 10 shows at Stage 773. It was a wild ride. We got some good reviews. We got some people that said I wrote too many sex jokes. We <laughs> The <laughs> actors were great. Glass was broken on the stage. You know, lots of fun. But, uh, yes, now we uh, kind of have to go back to go back to regular life now, now that the play is over. And hopefully uh, stay tuned for some more... Uh, live content if you're in the Chicago area from Entertain Buffet and um, we will be posting eventually the full one of the, we recorded one of the shows of the play so if you are interested in seeing it it'll be on our YouTube page 
Um, but yeah, uh, I, I know it's, you know, a theatrical experience is not always the same as being in the room, but we figured we'd, uh, you know, record it. So people who are out of state or, um, aren't, we're not able to see it can still check it out. And, uh, lastly, like all podcasts say, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Um, you can email us at, uh, entertainbuffet at gmail.com. If you have ideas for episodes you'd like to hear me and just talk about or comments or, you know, you just want to discuss things that we just dis- discussed, we'll read, uh, we'll read your emails. We'll read your reviews on the podcast. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and do that. That'd be wonderful. And, um, yeah, anything, anything else you want to plug Jess? Uh, no, not right now. Just thanks for listening, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. <laughs>